episode 89. My name is Tobe Johnson. You're listening to Strange Brow Radio. And today we have a couple different guests coming on. We're going to be talking about uh, some cattle mutilations in Oregon with a documentary film crew and also a couple, ghost hunting couple, who I had a chance to meet at the Wolf Creek Inn and do a little ghost hunting with, so we sit down with them. But I couldn't do any of these things, including talk to you right now without our sponsors, so thank you again to Feral by Aaron, Alchemy Sound Devices that you can find online at Etsy, Etsy Shop. Check it out at Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N. Okay, next up, our two guests. I'll tell you more about them in a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are on this blue marble being hurled through the cosmos. Episode 89, my name is Tobe Johnson. You are listening to Strange Brow Radio, and thank you for doing that. And for everybody who has contributed at strangebrowradio at gmail.com with your own personal stories, however anonymous it may be, um, fantastic to get that kind of interaction from the folks, you, the listening audience. That makes a huge difference. So keep it up. Again, as anonymous as you want, if... uh, you want to tell me uh, your story, your encounter, uh, or just send me pictures. Um, you know, some of you are very talented uh, artists, and I, and I love to see your work. And uh, I have some art, actually, from uh, the previous episode, episode 88, the Mogadishu Demons that I'll be uh, posting from the guest we had on. So I'll be posting his art of what exactly happened by his bed here shortly. Also, uh, thank you to everyone at Patreon.com. Every little bit counts, and uh, really appreciate it. And again, that's Patreon.com forward slash Strangebrow Radio. We got some new stuff up there, uh, including some 30-minute footage, 30-minute in the trees with Ron Moorhead, candid talk with Ron Moorhead. And in regards to the video uh, that I'm going to be releasing, it has something to do with uh, our next guest, who um, are experienced and talented filmmakers. Now, I know these three people because they've been following me and Daryl Adams around for the last couple months in and out of Cottage Grove and uh, between Oregon and Washington and back and forth again. But they have uh, been following up on a whole host of things besides the Al Moon Lab, including cattle mutilations and ghostly interactions, interviewing people of what we would call like the three pillars of uh, the paranormal. And so this next interview, the first interview out of two, is with these three people, the cameraman, the director, and the producer. And we sit down in my hotel room, and we have a candid discussion about the cattle mutilations in particular, the ones in eastern Oregon, and what it's like to stand over the bones of cattle that predators won't touch, that cattle ranchers can't explain, and that are bloodless with precise incisions all around them. Very strange. And they do a a really good job at uh, describing what that is like as humans, not just as 
filmmakers. But if you are a member of Patreon.com for slash Strangebrow Radio, I will be putting up a video here shortly of that interview. So for as little as three bucks a month, um, you can see firsthand uh, them describe it, uh, which I think, you know, theater of the mind with podcast is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it's nice to see the human emotion attach to the description of, of what's happening. And maybe, just maybe, if I can talk uh, the director into it, we can release their little two-minute trailer on Vimeo.com related to the subject matter. So cross your fingers on that, that that will be able to something uh, I can offer you as well. And then our second guest is a married ghost-hunting couple that I wandered into at the Wolf Creek Lodge. And, uh, oh, we had some uh, goings on at the Wolf Creek Lodge, and in particular the little town of Golden. And if you're a member of Patreon.com, you you saw what happened to us in the town of Golden. But uh, they're a great couple from the town of Astoria, uh, Washington, which is uh, home to, um, oh gosh, H.P. Lovecraft uh, ended up writing... Uh, his book Cthulhu out that way or was inspired by it so really interesting couple lots of knowledge about uh, not only the haunted history of Astoria but uh, talking to them about both of their passions regarding the paranormal and uh, all that happens right in the beautiful haunted lodge or uh, they call it an inn and bar at the Wolf Creek Inn and Bar, the historic Wolf Creek Inn and Bar. Okay, so let's get started and go down uh, the cattle mutilation road. A dark road to begin with, but uh, man, fascinating stuff. With Mike Ferry, Brett Eichenberger, and Jill Remensnyder. Let me tell people, first of all, I'm here with, it is Jill Remensnyder? Yeah. Did I say it right? Brett Eichenberger and Mike Ferry of Resonance Production. And they're up, uh, actually they're down here in Cottage Grove doing some filming with us and Daryl Adams. And before that, you guys were in Eastern Oregon. Your vehicle uh, was a sight to behold. So I know you guys drove quite a bit to get to this location, but it sounds like it was an area that um, was so remote that it would be difficult to explain traditional answers, which is what cowboys like to give cattle mutilations traditional answers to complicated questions so describe a little bit about your trip there and what you saw when you got there and maybe what you've been thinking since because the cattle mutilations have not been answered and you guys are looking into the questions so go Take it away, Jill. Okay. So, as far we didn't, you know, the idea of like seeking out cattle mutilations to talk about was not on our list, but obviously, like, we're exploring Bigfoot, UFOs, and hauntings and other paranormal events. And so that just seemed kind of like a bridge between the Bigfoot and the UFO, like the UFO sightings or something there. Mm-hmm. And so as we started looking into, uh, was it you were aware of the mutilate, the cattle mutilations that took place last year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I started, I found the articles and there was, there were two main uh, mutilations. Uh, one was on a ranch where they had six bulls that were taken mm-hmm. in one night. 
And then uh, in about what an hour away. Yeah, about an hour away. About an hour away, a rancher had a, a hours, maybe. had um, a cow that was taken. Okay. And we reached out to him, and he was open to talking mm-hmm. to us. We never heard back from the others, so right. so we drove out to talk to him to see what was going on. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't know what to expect or what what to you know look for. Yeah, I right. guess this is new territory for us. Yeah, but um, what we found was. Uh, some rancher, rancher, ranch hands uh, who had questions, who weren't really sure what to make of it, mm-hmm. except for that whoever did this was either a very sick individual, a very skilled individual, or there's kind of an unknown element there. Talented? Would you use the word talented to do what they did? Because I mean, you, just, oh, you described man. some very precise. He may have said extremely that. skilled. He may, he may have said that at one point in the interview. Very Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, even the ranch hand that uh, made the discovery, he was talking about how he, he's a hunter. He's familiar with skinning animals, and uh-huh. and he took uh, like a butchery class or mm-hmm. like for like cutting meat and stuff. And he's like, whoever did this, they really knew what they were doing. Because there was not one drop of blood. The cow was drained of blood. Let me walk that one back. There was no blood whatsoever. And things were, like, removed with surgical precision. Um, The udder. The the reproduction. um, Yeah, the anus, the eyes, I believe, and the heart. The tongue. They took the the tongue. tongue. But no signs of, like, no, like... Bullet wounds or no stab struggle. wounds. No yeah. When they were describing it to you, what was their demeanor? Did they, you know, when you talk to a paranormal witness or a Bigfoot witness or, uh, you know, any of these three pillars you guys are working on, you can read the witness body language. Mm-hmm. What did you guys see when he was retelling that that struck you as, you know, That's worthy? the part I'm interested in. Because yeah. the thing is, is that we, we're coming from narrative filmmaking, and as and as a director, I talk to my actors about subtext, mm-hmm. and and when they're playing a role, you know, I don't want to see them reciting the lines. Right. I want to see the subtext. I mm-hmm. want to see that body language. I want to feel it. Right. Anybody and everybody can lie to you, or they can tell you something and actually be feeling the opposite. If you start getting good at that, you can start really kind of feeling out. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that I believe that they were scared to death. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't coming out like that. These are hardy people. They yeah. deal with, with frightening things. Frightening for us urbanites, or suburbanites, right. if you will, every single day. And, you know, and there was a nervousness in his voice. And the thing is, is that I don't believe that they want to go down the paranormal road because mm-hmm. it scares them. There's a fear there. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if there's like a stigma attached to that in the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's a small community. Right. You don't want to be labeled. Yeah. You know. So why do you think they were willing to go on camera? Because they want answers. They want to know. It they seemed legitimate, know. like they were at that point. Like they I seem don't care. I want they to seem know. troubled. Yeah. They yeah. really they seem troubled. troubled. Um, the ranch hand we spoke with out on location, which just to kind of set the scene, this wasn't like when you're driving down the highway and you see the cows and you roll down the window and yell, moo, right. like they're right there. No, <laughs> this was 10 miles off the highway and it wasn't just a road. This was like 
Yeah, you, you need a it's special automobile easy. to be I mean, on these roads. Yeah. I mean, it's not... You're four-wheeling, and okay. it's it's sketchy. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, for... Uh, yeah. 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 This isn't something like someone would be out there in a Ford Taurus. No, no, is it, is it one road into the ranch kind of deal? Like Pretty there's much. not other options except there. I didn't see very many options. They said yeah, there was another like option, but it was uh, even sketchier it was even and tougher. even tougher. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're five miles down this road thinking to ourselves, uh-uh, no way. There's no way a cultist or Satanist or whatever coming out here. Because because it occurred to me, it's almost laughable, but it occurred to me that like five, six, seven miles into this thing, whoever these goons are with the with their sharp knives are going to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's just go to the butcher. This is not <laughs> right, right, right. Satan's are us or wherever we're going. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's like it. You better have some skills to yeah. fix to change a tire in the middle of the night, to to jump a battery, whatever. Because if you get out there and you know. Something happens to your automobile in the middle of the night or whenever you're out there for a couple of days until somebody else comes comes by. And that's awkward. The ranchers yeah. come by. Oh, hi. So, Isn't part of the conversation, too, as far as delicacy of no blood, is that you have to find a place to do this. You can't mm-hmm. do it in the field. Yeah. I mean, unless what? You kill it and put it on a tarp, but then you have to kill it. Well, and that's just the thing, is that is that the surgical precision that was done by the cow was almost... It almost had an etiquette sound to it. Like, in other words, like, well, here I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut up your cow and take what I need. And I'm not gonna leave a mess for you to clean up. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which was very, very strange. To like me. a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like a calling yeah. card yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Because a because goon, goon Satanists or whatever they're like. All right, we need here's here's our checklist: heart, mm-hmm. and vagina, eyes, <laughs> tongue. Let's let's get it and get yeah. out of here. You know. And, and, you know, we'll be careful, we'll wear gloves, whatever, but they're not going to find you. How are they ever going to find you? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's tire tracks, maybe there's footprints. But there weren't. Oh, they said there were some There weren't in this case. Footprints, but, I mean... No, it was somebody, somebody came out there that was they, over military. They talked about strange lights, but not on camera, like, after yeah, actually they did. that moment. They well, talked a lot about strange lights. I mean, oh, they, they did? They, well, not a lot, but, I mean, they said it's a common thing. Okay. I mean, it's not out of the ordinary, and they see a lot of military mm-hmm. action out mm-hmm. there too. So, you know, it's like they're. Mm-hmm. I think they, they handled saying, that carefully. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. They weren't saying we don't know what it is. You know, they're saying we don't know what it is, but it could be military. Mm-hmm. So it could be military. The only thing I can think of outside of UFOs is covert military operations. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is because it's like, yeah, to me, who I used to work in the Pentagon, I used to work with defense people, and I knew some people that were highly specialized in stuff. And to me, from a military training perspective, if, if we're talking about a Navy SEAL type black ops commando type situation where, you know, you're giving instructions, you're like, this is where we want you to drop into in the cover of night, and we need to know that you did it, so you need to bring back a tongue heart you know what I mean it's like a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. and you need to, and you need to not leave any blood because when I hear about this or if I ever hear about this I don't want to hear about the mess you guys made you know like like if you can get, if you guys can do that I know that you can drop into a presidential palace in a war torn country and assassinate the leader and not get caught and remove like, his tongue and his <laughs> anus and <laughs> yeah exactly I mean it's like 
tax, taxpayer dollars at work. <laughs> that makes sense to me. If if so, if, you think this is like a rite of passage? Passage like the final hell week of SEAL training. That that kind it's a theory. Of makes sense it's to a, me. Yeah, it's a theory. I knew a guy. I knew a guy who um, who was an Army Ranger, and he would talk to me about how he would jump out of um, helicopters and airplanes in the dark at night, uh, fifteen hundred feet. Mm-hmm. You know, you, he would immediately drop out and pull the, the cord on his parachute mm-hmm. as he dropped out, not knowing where he was going to land. <laughs> I don't know. And right. it's the only group on the face of the planet that I know that could do something like this. Right. Now, did the farmer tell you that they had one of the six bulls, an organ was removed from a part of the leg where they saw an exit wound or wait what happened yeah we can show you the photos too yeah so the cow um that was mutilated uh there was like a like a hole i guess like core in the like back shank shank. i'm like thinking (laughs) of the butcher right the tenderloin um yeah and apparently they extra. I mean, I don't know like who went in uh-huh. there, but there were organs extracted. Would it be possible hole. to you think do that from what they were saying? Like that it sounded like it wasn't mechanically possible to get in through. A, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but would know. there be an easier yeah. way if you want the heart? Go in the chest. Right. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm a practical thinker. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did they ever use the word predation as though this was just a scavenger and a coyote and this was, you know, God's... They ruled that out. Yeah, they, they absolutely that was that the out. first thing they ruled out. There was yeah. like, no way that could have been. They, okay. they see scavengers and, and they know scavengers. They know, right. you know when they see these types of things. Mm-hmm. One of the things the ranch hand did say is he said it took a little while for the scavengers to come and get the um, Oh, really? The to pick through it. Yeah. He's That's like, weird. He's, he thought that was kind of strange because they essentially mm-hmm. just left the cow there, and the cow was in an area where you know there's water and and you know a congregation mm-hmm. area for the rest of the cattle. Um, so they you know they didn't move it. They, they unfortunately they didn't get a vet out there. They didn't get a necropsy. Mm-hmm. They didn't have. And the other thing too, your your bureaucracy. The bureaucracy kind of muddled things up a little bit too mm-hmm. because it. It happened just over a county line. So, you know, when he called the sheriffs and so on and so forth, they're an hour to two hours away from sheriffs and cops. They're like, oh, well, it's their responsibility. No, it's their responsibility. So they kind of bickered over who's, you know, who should come out and deal with it. Mm -hmm. But another, just to kind of go back to the crime scene, something else that uh, we talked about when we were out there is the fact that not only did these people come out in the middle of the night unbeknownst to well, we don't know that they're people. well I'm just saying the, the guilty be. party the <laughs> right. mutilators uh, they were able to isolate a cow you know and like when we were out there the animal lover in me like as the cows were kind of curious mm-hmm. I would start walking towards them because I was like I want to pet a cow mm-hmm. no they just take off they're they skittish, don't, they're skittish. Yeah. so the idea that a group of people could lure a cow mm. and then take it down without without it putting up a fight I they talked yeah. about you know maybe it was a blow dart maybe it was a tranquilizer but you know they didn't see any sort of they went over the cow really carefully looking mm. for a bullet hole looking for some place that you know that that would have been an entry point for some sort of right bone fragment 
Something. Yeah. They, they didn't see any of that stuff. Nothing. The other thing that I want to preference too, I wanted to preference this a little bit, a little bit ago, but a lot of people, I think, the people, especially people that aren't familiar with ranching and, and working with cattle and animals and stuff like that, especially people that, that think, yeah, well, you know, you, you're raising this cattle for for meat or whatever. It's like they just assume that. Um, these ranchers out there are just like, yeah, you know, you put them out to pasture, you sell them, they get chopped up, and they end up on your plate, somebody's plate someplace. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. It's, it, you know, that may be what happens, but these guys out there and their families take really good care of their animals. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they love their animals. Some of the cattle actually become pets and will remain pets. He had a couple out there. Really? Um, mm-hmm. This was very, very disturbing to him, his wife, and his children. I think he had four or five children. Um, this was a pet. You know, I'm sorry, this was not a pet. This was an animal that they cared about as yeah. if it, as if it oh, were a Oh, gotcha, pet. okay. You know, they've got, what, he says. He said at some point on camera, you know, we've got 1,200 head of cattle, and I know every one of them. I care about every one of them. We want them to live happy lives, mm-hmm. you know, and they do. And they work their asses off 24 hours a day, yeah. you know, and they're up... You know, cracking on and, you know, until the sun goes down, taking care of these animals, making sure they're they're well fed. It's it's a point of pride for these guys. And also, when a, when a cow or a, a bull is dead, found dead, it's pretty easy to rule out whether it was an injury, uh, sickness, uh, mm-hmm. what have Animal you, attack. a predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this just did not fit any... This, did not fit any of those uh, mm-hmm. those did you options. get the impression that they were holding back at all like with some experiences I didn't did you get really, that far with them I and mean, was it a long enough interview or yeah you know sometimes sometimes it's the off camera banter will kind of give you that we did I didn't really feel like we we got much of that I mean I think he, he went into the um, strange lights a little bit more off camera both mm-hmm. of them did. But he addressed it on camera. He wasn't... There was a couple of moments where he paused before answering a question, yeah. but he tried to be as <laughs> right. honest as he could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he gave some stuff, some thought. Those um, pauses are important. Yeah. They are. Yeah. There's a lot in those pauses. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, he was careful with his words. Well, you want... And you want to be careful because if you say, oh, yeah, it could have been... Mm-hmm. Little green men. <laughs> right. That, I mean, people but now, zone so, in on that. But it shouldn't be that way. I know it is, especially with guys like that, but now we're at a new dawn where yeah. the Pentagon has come forward. I mean, yeah. you, you, know, you know best, maybe, Brett. They don't put out press releases about off-world vehicles yeah. unless they mean it. Now, yeah. is it a shell game to get us to move a certain direction or think a certain way? I kind of think maybe. But... Uh, They've definitely come forward now. I mean, History Channel's got a show again this Saturday about ex-Pentagon officials yeah. talking about off-world vehicles. So these more cowboys stuff is coming this week and next week, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. These cowboys didn't talk about that though. We brought it up. Yeah. We brought it up. They're not. They're not closed to the idea. Mm-hmm. They're open to the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're not dismissing it, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. These, these guys aren't idiots. They know that land like the back of their hand. They know mm-hmm. who's out there. They know what people right. are capable of. You know what I mean? I think I think it's the occultist or the Satanist or whatever is the popular notion. And 
you know, there was another mutilated cow, I think, in the 90s. It was his father's that, you know, that was like the official ruling was that it was uh, some sort of a cult. And the father um, was saying that the sheriff had actually had tracked the people down. It was a consortium for political activity and rituals and stuff. Which is a whole nother rabbit hole that sounded interesting. That's a different uh, documentary. It, that's a yeah. different documentary, but that came up like, mm. like they needed like fresh organs from from the field, if you will. Oh. Instead of from from you know from the butcher. Okay. Um, like for un, some untainted meat. Some high end. Mm. Um, I don't know if he said what what group he said they were affiliated with, um, but a it was some wood. old guard. Mm. group you know like we're getting into bohemian grove type stuff mm. you know like weird type stuff <laughs> you know was this another case of that mm. it did, sure didn't seem like it yeah yeah i mean you know when we pulled up and we saw those bones chills ran through our veins it was like yeah our animal instincts knew really? it. it was yeah. unsettling yeah it just a bleached out bone sitting there yeah they're just sitting there in, in and amongst Mm. A bunch of other. And why animals. did did they just leave the bones? Is that tradition? They don't remove the whole corpse or what? Well, it sounds yeah. like usually the animal when when an animal dies yeah. out there, usually scavengers the take it, but everything's still there. Really? Clean, yeah. So it, the animals did touch it, but they didn't do their usual job of like carrying off the marrow, carrying off the, no the bones. No. That's weird. Yeah. He said they've been moved a little bit, but I mean, yeah. you couldn't tell. Really? There's still a rib cage and the, the and skull is there's like a skull right there, yeah, and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys examine it at all? Did you do like a just a field investigation of the bones mm-hmm. on your own or no? Not really. We waved an EMF detector over the top of mm-hmm. it and didn't pick anything up. Of course, this happened last September, so it's 11 months old. Yeah, but yeah. still, it's still residual Maybe had like stuff. A, who knows? Residual. Yeah, but no, we didn't. We didn't look. Mm-hmm. Carefully at it, it was it was pretty creepy. It mm-hmm. felt like I mean, I don't know if intrusive is the right word, but it felt kind of mm-hmm. hands off in a way. Did you touch it? No, no, nobody did. No, but here, here, actually, you know what? You bring up a great point that I forgot to bring up. Here, this is something interesting. The ranch hand did touch it. Oh, yeah. Because oh, he's um, moving the leg around. He was moving the leg, investigating, trying to see if he could ca- find a cause of death. And within hours, he was sick to his stomach, throwing up. And that went on for, what, 12 to 24 hours. And he's like, I never get sick. Yeah, wow. He said he was like, violently ill. Violently ill. Yeah. Now, he passed it off as food poisoning. He's like, he, I think it was just food no, poisoning. No, he brought it up. He but, brought it up because... But he carefully... The, the good old boy in him kind of erupted, kinda, like... Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of caught himself. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But we've heard that before from... Yeah, Daryl talks people. about that, too. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. suddenly getting violently ill, a wave of nausea, and, um, you know, yours kind of sounds like a radiation... Uh, sickness yeah. or something like that. Yeah, hmm. that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, hmm. it's exactly what it sounds like. What was interesting to me, from kind of an investigative standpoint, was we got the drone up in the air, and I got it up way higher than FAA. I won't say how high, but higher than the FAA says I'm supposed to. But we're out in the middle of nowhere, and what I noticed was, if I'm a craft flying over easy to find out where these cows are because all tracks lead to this big 
circle mm. where their water is. Oh. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. You yeah. know, like like if, if you're passing over or whatever and you're looking at this massive, sparse, barren landscape, you can really pick out the points where the cattle are congregating. Yeah. It's like the claw machine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. The Toy Story. Yeah. So right. I don't know. I just thought that was. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Now, uh, in the couple minutes that we have left here, uh, has it uh, struck you that maybe this will be a project on its own? You kind of mentioned that maybe this cat mutilation may take off on on its own as its own little mini docker it, it, it might oh one last one last thing we need to preface is the tag number on the cow was 1313 <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay i assume that's what it was yeah and that's a good number to, that's a bad number to get i guess if you're a cow yeah but you guys you were profoundly affected by this i mean mm -hmm. it wasn't what you expected or it was, it was more than what we expected more than what you expected well, well even the ranch hand said that that hit him hard when mm -hmm. he saw the tag he was like you know that Freak the crap out of me. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen. It's like, yeah. Out of all the numbers, you out could of have. All the numbers. <laughs> right. and it just had. It happened right after Friday the thirteenth. Right <laughs> oh my god! Right it, was, it was four days after Friday right. the thirteenth. Yeah. Well, tonight we are going out on our own kind of little Friday the thirteenth uh, into the Al Moon Lab area, and uh, the full moon's coming up, and we have um, Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto all aligning together like. It's an amazing sight to see, so I'm excited about going out tonight. So we'll wrap it up, and I appreciate your guys' time, and uh, look forward to more adventures ahead. I want to thank our sponsor, Feral by Aaron, yet again. Now, I've mentioned time time again on the show that Feral by Aaron is our one sponsor, but with a sponsor like this, you don't need any more because the fact is that these spirit tools actually work. And what do they work with? Well, they work with the elements of the earth, and they're housed and built by an artisan out of the Olympic Peninsula, Aaron Jackson. Check out Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N at Etsy.com. Drums, rattles, smudge sticks, and coming soon, alchemy boxes. These are one of a kind. Each one one of a kind. We're not talking about a factory here. And as two people told me, her instruments sing, in particular the drums. So check out Feral by Aaron. Give a like, review, subscribe, share, go on the Instagram, and give a little love. May give it right back to you. Feral by Aaron at Etsy.com. So Steve and Signe are with me at the Wolf Creek Lodge. And guys, I'm going to turn down the volume here a little bit. And they are nice enough to sit up here with me at, uh, I guess, around 7 o'clock, uh, right before their ghost hunt, which is around 8 o'clock, Signe? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were just talking about uh, the spirit realm and what you guys are going to do tonight and some of my crazy theories, taking or leaving. But um, what, were you, what were you just saying? Do you think there's a rhyme or reason of when the spirits decide they want to show themselves? Like, 
Um, we went to a reputedly haunted room that tons of people have had experiences in, and we had nothing. Besides uh, the recording we shared. One recording. You know, we were expecting, you know, the bed moving and right. lights flashing, and, and nothing really happened. So is it just because, you know, they're like, oh, you want something to happen, so we're not going to do it for you? I mean, is Yeah, I don't What did your instincts say? You know, I and, and the skeptical part of me says, you know, people hear and see what they want to hear and see. Mm-hmm. But then the person in the other person on me, mm-hmm. in me, that totally believes, thinks, okay, they're in another room. And where were you again? You're at it's the, uh, McMinniman's Edgefield yeah. in Troutdale. It's a notoriously active area. Yeah, absolutely. There's videos of, of people expressing like what has happened and their stories like of, I guess there's stories of people leaving their luggage and leaving they just leave everything and just right. leave you yeah. know and so we we requested the most haunted room right I mean yeah. we want the experience but it really wasn't an experience nobody got touched nobody got no we just had you know one thing one EVP that's it you guys are such weirdos I love it you're wanting you're wanting to get touched I want touched. to be touched <laughs> I felt creepier here yeah than I did there. Yeah. And the, the only time I felt creepy here was in our room when I was going to the bathroom. I felt like somebody was in the shower looking at me. And oh, you can you just, just... Oh, really? You, you can kind okay. of feel when somebody's staring yeah. you down. You yeah. Know, and I'm just a person staring at you like you're a dick. Mm-hmm. You can feel that. Yeah. And I kind of felt that with this person in the bathroom. I told her, it was like I kept looking in the shower going, why does it feel like somebody's watching me pee? Yeah, did Andrew or his wife mention that area? No. She okay. said that, you know, it is one of the more haunted rooms. Okay. Um, or active rooms. Okay. Uh, but we were just kicking back on the bed waiting to, you know, mm. come up here and talk to you. And it sounded like maybe a shampoo bottle fell in the tub. It was loud. It was really loud, but it could have been in the other room. Uh, uh, it it is sounded... Is there somebody in the other room? I think there's somebody in every room. Oh, here is there tonight? Yeah. Okay. But, it, I mean, night. those rooms are small. Yeah. And the bathroom door was open. It sounded right there. But we right. go in there and nothing's there. Nothing fell in the okay, tub. so you guys have already had... So we had that, you know, and he felt like he had a touch on the back of his leg. And he tried Here? to... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I tried to re- recreate it. It could have been my shorts hitting the back of my leg, but I okay. sat down and it felt like something bumped the back of my leg and I actually looked to see if there was a cord there or something. Yeah. It wasn't. But it's so. nothing that we can say, mm-hmm. yes, it was a right. ghost. Nothing that will make him... An actual okay, let's talk about this dynamic here. Yeah. You're a bit of a skeptic, but you're pretty open-minded. Really. I am open-minded yeah. because I've seen so many horrible things in my life. You know, yeah. A, a good story is when I was uh, nine, between nine and ten. Uh, me and two of my best friends, we lived across the street from a cinder pit where they had the big red rocks they do on the roads in Oregon during mm-hmm. the winter. And we decided we'd dig a cave with spoons in the wall and have a little place to hang out. Oh, yeah. And uh, Gene and Lyle were their names. And Gene was my age, and Lyle, his little brother, was like six or seven. And we were over there playing. It was summer vacation, digging. And I lied to him. I said, hey, i got to go to the bathroom. And I don't know why I did that. I just had a feeling. And I lied, straight up lied. I got up, walked away, five feet away, heard a noise, turned around. The entire wall collapsed and killed them both. No way. And I can't tell you why. No idea why. That something really happened. Like, something just what? something made me just go, oh, i got to go to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And v- vividly for the rest of my life, I think I can see it all. 
like yeah. in slow motion. You know, I could see the the red dust collecting in the blood from Lyle's nose, and you know, it was just it was really. But the weirdest part was that why did I lie? Yeah, I didn't even have a reason to go home. No, didn't have one. So wow. things like that make me go, what what is it? What mm-hmm. is there? Was it a dead right. relative? Was mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But to say that he's a believer in any way, shape, or form, it's never going to happen until something physically happens to him, even though we caught a really good EVP and we Mm. know it was real because we we were the only ones in the room, he still won't believe truly in 100%. Because he wouldn't do it again. Can we hear that? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear this EVP from Edgefield. Pretty good. And I can actually see, I only have that on like um, I think mine's 50, just a second. Yeah, now, did you catch it on this machine or this, that This machine? machine right here. So okay. I'm going to do it one more time. Okay. Sure, anybody? Hmm. I'm trying to hear what they're saying. It sounds like a male voice, right? It either says... Help me or hello. I mean, I can't really. It is better, but there's something about. I don't know. I think I like that one better because I think I can hear the beginning part of the sentence. Let's try both. Yeah, there's definitely a word in there, and I almost think it says, um, "Help me, forgive me, or filthy." So tonight, what we can do is, after you guys are done, um, I'll meet you back in here, and we'll clean that up, and we can slow it down, and we oh, can uh, take out that scattery noise yeah, the fudge, the yeah 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 and then I'll just email it to and you. that's why she doesn't like this because this thing here like you know you have one it picks up everything yeah you know I mean when I when I go to the car I get winded and you can hear me going <laughs> you know like I'm dying so I mean it just picks up everything yeah you know, people I've posted it and people <laughs> hear hello mm-hmm. people here help me um, I hear hello. right so yeah. I don't hear just drawn out hello it's just but again back to the not believing thing once we heard that, we were both astounded. I was like, yeah. oh my God, look what happened. We tried it again. I tried it for 45 minutes and I couldn't get anything. Just us talking and static. Wow. Do you remember where you were when that happened? I was sitting on the bed in, in the, the Edgefield apartment or in the uh, room. Was there anything unique happening at that moment that you can think about? Like, we're were you just, talking about anything significant? Were you talking about spirits? I think were, I was like getting my gear out. I wasn't even paying attention to him. I didn't even really know he had it going. Okay. And he was, you know, um, he so, said a few things and then he kept it recording and then I'm just puttering around the room and then he played it back and my head like whipped. I went, what? Yeah. So how long had it been recording? Well, that was actually the beginning. Not very long. See, I had thought, okay, I'm going to do an EVP session. Ask it questions. So if we go a little bit farther, you can actually hear me start. Is anybody here with us? See? Just the beginning. No, that that, that was after. Oh, the, okay. So in the beginning, when it starts, it goes for... 30 seconds. 
What's that ting ting sound? Okay, so at eight seconds it says hello. Okay. What is that metal sound? I have no idea. I don't remember anything metal. I could have been moving this around. You know. What is that wind sound? The. Yeah. What is that's that? Just this no, no, it's real. the fan. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. She was pissed because no air conditioner, big box fan. So that's the sound of a fan blowing. In the background, because yeah. that's a good recorder. It shouldn't be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when we record regular, there's nothing. You just it yeah. picks up everything. You know. That metal sounds almost as interesting as the EVP. If that's something everything that can't was be explained. like wooden. Mm-hmm. Uh, the furniture was, you know, antique wood. Um, even, even the windows, solid wood. The windows wood were frames. just wood. I mean, maybe it wasn't metal. Let's maybe it was it one more time. glass. really loud. Yeah, but I think it was you moving stuff around. I really do. You were getting equipment out. Could it have been... Well, what ha- what's after that sound, after it says that? After, that it's, yeah. after it says that. Is there anybody here with us? That's me. I wonder if I hear that sound again. Is that a different sound or the same one? That sounded the same, didn't it? It was the same. If you talk to me, I can hear you on this thing. What is that? I'd just like to know your name. Um... Did I wonder if it's the metal clips on there. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it's got the, the you have to clip the metal and then push down. Okay, yeah. I bet you that's what It was pretty rhythmic. Bet you that's it. Yeah. So, okay. debunked. Because, because while I was doing this, she was trying to get stuff ready. Right. You know, all the equipment out and stuff. And then after I did this, and I think I let this go for, see, we're at 34 seconds. I think you're for a minute. No, what was that's her screwing around. Okay. Yeah, that's just that was it. So fifty-two seconds that that I recorded. Signe Signe is really organized too because she took a professional stamper and wrote her first name and last name. <laughs> what is number eighteen? The charger for it, or oh. the cord that hooks it. <laughs> She got wow. tired of looking for the charger. Do you do board. taxes too? Or is it just like this? <laughs> She's a bookkeeper. Are you? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. So Everything's got a stamp on it. My, this does. All my lights. You are, are super 20, organized. And I have it listed in a book. So if somebody is in my group and they take something, I'll, I'll, I'll check it off. Steve, you're lucky and I'm kind of worried for you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the charger thing is true. I have a, a, a label on each charger that has a number. It's brilliant. Okay. It's like granimals for I'm taking away something here from this. I got, I got audited at my tattoo shop. Yeah. And it took her about a day and a half and it was gone. Oh, The audit wow. just disappeared. <laughs> what? So. Oh, what? What audits? <laughs> the upside, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well. At any rate, I'm the believer he's the skeptic and I want this trip to prove... What, where, are you staying here just one night? Yeah. And then back really home? Yeah. Because mm. we, we, we did a three night, but it was Edgefield, or mm-hmm. Edgefield, then the Seven Feathers Casino because it was far enough down. Oh, yeah. And then here. But and then you have to work on, you guys go right back to work. Monday. We, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's a third option here for you on your way back. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. That's why I asked about the Cottage Grove thing, because you go right through there. Yeah, that would invo- involve the outdoors. Casita Head Lighthouse, mm-hmm. we could go on the coast. Oh, yeah. Newport? 
yeah. yeah, I think yeah, Florence. yeah. It is, yeah. Florence, yeah. Florence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the best western in Cottage Grove is haunted. What? Um, yeah. It's built on top of an old farm called Dr. Pierce's uh, Fix It All, Cure All. He was really? kind of a snake oil guy. Yeah. And so the best western is on top of that old site. And last time we were there, um, the gal next to us who was staying, we were in a group, she saw somebody stand at her footed bed. <laughs> and then... Uh, my girlfriend heard a man talk so we went downstairs and talked to the concierge and she goes well what I can tell you and she had a line prepared she goes what I can tell you is that we don't have any ghost here so you must have brought him with you <laughs> and I said okay yeah. good answer yeah. yeah and then the housekeeper went like this and she goes I saw cattle walking through the parking lot. What? And they were transparent. It wasn't you. She goes, we have video footage of a guy in a bowling shirt trying to get a Snickers. Um, you know, reaching his hand through right. the glass, trying kidding? to grab a Snickers. He goes, that's wow. his hangout. So you probably were dealing with this dude. So the best Western right next to the Carl's Jr. in Cottage Grove. Wow. On the second Jim floor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it may be worth a shot. Cottage Grove is a cool town. I mean, and, there's a uh, lot of places in Portland too. There's a lot of places in Portland. McMenamins, they normally get a, a haunted place, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Hasita Head seems to be. Hasita Head's beautiful too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the I, thing. I think we're mostly just hooked on driving back on the coast. Yeah. Because the trip down here and I buy sucked ass. <laughs> well, now wait, you're in Astoria. Yeah. Home of H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Right? Yep. And his inspiration for. Um, Oh, what's the book about the uh, giant leviathan? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, um, I can't remember. Um, Jack talked about it when he did Ghost Adventures there and did the underground tour. Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, dark history in Astoria. I mean, the coast, I was born in uh, Newport. Okay. And the scallywags all went west. We just kind of knew it. Like, if you're scallywag, you're going west to the coastline. And there was just a lot of... Drifters, yeah, like yeah. criminals, cons, and drifters and retirees, right. and they all just kind of warfed together. Right. And um, so, I mean, there's a lot of history there that's not necessarily. And Astoria burnt to the ground. Oh, I don't know about that. But the whole town burnt, and actually, they didn't like get rid of it. They pushed it in a fucking hole and built over top of it. Oh, so underneath you, it's a whole other town, and that's why the tunnels existed are there. Oh, have you been in them? We've been in some of the tunnels, yeah. Yeah. So they blocked a bunch of them off, but a lot of the downtown businesses have those as storage spaces. So when they rent the business, they'll go, "Well, you can rent this hall up here, and you can store stuff down there." You go down the stairs, you're in the tunnels, but then they have a door blocking it off or locked door. Okay. But the Liberty Theater has tunnels that go almost. To the other end of town, I think they go six blocks. You just can't blocks. access them. Nobody does tours. Well, but so why don't they make it like a Portland thing? There like, is something new. Okay. Um, I just found out, and it just got put in the paper. There's a group called Ghostoria, <laughs> and uh, they, along with the lady that owns Gully's Butcher Shop, which was on Ghost Adventures, um, they're starting tours. Um, and they kind of did a blurb on their Facebook page and I'm actually going to be meeting with them sometime within the next few days when I get back to see about volunteering for doing these tours so that could be quite interesting and they're just going to do underneath like where Zach did under Mm -hmm. where gullies can get to down there 
but it looks like it's a pretty good area mm -hmm. for them to be down there. Who knows what's going to happen, but I think it's kind of cool. And it's finally going to happen when I thought, all these years, why aren't we doing this? Mm -hmm. um, we can't not say that Goonies was also filmed there, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> it was? I, yeah. It is. Go ahead. Yes, Goonies was filmed okay, there. Okay, yeah. Short some, people, circuit, some people don't. Okay. Yeah, so it has a little yeah. bit of Hollywood history as it well, does, too. It does, yeah. Actually, they have a film museum. They have what? A film museum. And so, like in Goonies, when the Fratelli brothers were in jail, yeah. that jail is in downtown Astoria. Oh, they really? actually acquired the black Jeep that was used in the film, and it's always parked right in front of that jail. Okay. And when you go in, the jail, they have to sell. It's just kind of like the rooms back there. You can take a the, tour still? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They They're actually cool have a car it? you can set <laughs> in. I mean, it, sometimes when a town has that kind of history of a film site they get tourists they're not exactly happy about it just like you know I mean it does bring money but now we got all they made it a tourist trap it's so, just the yeah. so the lady that purchased when I say no Goonies wasn't filmed there the, the scene where they're all in the house in the beginning and, right. and the dude does the trouble yeah. shuffle that's <laughs> yeah. all they filmed there Right. Everything else was taken to Cannon Beach, down by Haystack Rock. Okay. So none of the movie was filmed there besides 10 minutes. Gotcha. Okay, right. so the giant rock was Haystack Rock. That's in Cannon Beach, the, correct. Okay. Yeah, so the lady purchased the Goonie house, yeah. and she is what you just said. Okay. She's angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. She has no trespassing Not into signs, it. don't want people up there. Wow. Yeah. What a thing to have to live with, because you're constantly fighting off people. are people. always going up yeah, there. Yeah, so... They why? don't mind if you walk mm -hmm. up there, but mm -hmm. just don't disturb her. Right. Which is sad. When she first got it the first mm -hmm. summer, she put blue tarps up around her pa um, um, porch. porch. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. sad, wow. you know, so you can't even really yeah. see it. I mean, I mean it's that, iconic. Everybody wants to take a picture right. of it. I mean, that's the beginning, beginning, beginning of Josh Brolin's acting career <laughs> yeah, that right? turned out to be like a huge movie yeah. star. I'd be selling rocks in the parking lot, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We also have the Kindergarten Cop Hotel. Okay, that's a um, Arnold. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Arnold. and I would say ninety percent of that movie was filmed there. Okay. Uh, even the school he went yeah. to and all that was all. I took the Patreon members of my podcast yesterday to um, Brownsville, Oregon, where they filmed Stand by Me. Oh, okay. And you know, I kind of fit it into the paranormal because. Originally, it was called The Body, written by Stephen King. Right. You know, who's obviously an author of paranormal subjects. So, um, we always try to bring it back there. Goonies, yeah, I guess it's not really paranormal, but definitely, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, fun. Okay, campy The film. Ring 2 was filmed there. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 that works. <laughs> it's actually a really interesting town, and it's next to Seaside. Yeah. And Seaside, now, I don't know, because of COVID, it used to be a really... Party town. I it's mean, still is. is it okay? It's, COVID hasn't slowed you guys down up there. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I work towards seaside, okay. and it's a really a tourist trap. Yeah, you know, we have the little, the arcades and the um, the bumper cars and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and the tchotchke shops and the kite shops. It's just really tourist trap. Right. Um, but the ghost thing, you haven't. Nobody's. There's several. Any, okay, there is stuff to do. Uh, it, well, yeah, there's several like um, bars in Seaside that are purportedly haunted. Mm -hmm. The um, Columbian Theater. I did an investigation there with a group. We didn't catch much, but we did have a psychic in the group, and such. She said she was speaking to someone, okay. but we didn't get anything on mm -hmm. film. That light just flickered too, as they. Walk through that door. Mm -hmm. so really well, I'm, I'm seeing the ball behind you, and it's 
calling at me. Oh, oh, that's a trigger object that they've got sitting on the table. Yeah. Actually, I really don't believe in mediums. Or... Oh, well, well nice everybody medium. knows that I've got a problem too. Generally, it's a tough, it's a, it's tough for me to get them in the I need you for this category. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like I'll listen. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything either way, but very few do I say I need you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. The lady tonight is a medium. Okay. That's coming to do the right. whatever. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Now, did that, that come as a package deal? Mm-hmm. If people want to do it, you found it outside of the... Oh, oh yeah. It's on their site. It okay. is kind of, you know, hey, you want to do this? Click on this. Okay. So they have two people that are associated. One is a paranormal group that takes you on a tour here, and then they will take you over to Golden to the ghost town. Okay. Um, and then this person, um, this she's just a medium, and she just does it here mm-hmm. um, from the bottom floor to up here. We paid for the code that... No, the golden thing that they canceled it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what about, would you guys ever go to the uh, Oregon House of Mystery, the Vortex? I've been there a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I wanted to take him there today, and we didn't realize you need to call 24 hours in yeah. advance. They need a reservation, yeah. don't they? And okay. so we get there, and nobody's there, but the lady in a house above, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. they run it, I guess. Um, told us we couldn't be there, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's too bad, because I, I really wanted him to, to experience it. I yeah. really wanted to experience it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to roll the quarter of pill. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I've yeah. seen it on TV, I've heard people talk about it, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we just left the Montana Vortex. Um, oh. Our buddy owns it, Joe Hauser. And I was a bit of a skeptic about... You know, first of all, it's a roadside attraction, and they got yeah. the house tilted, and they're utilizing, you know, illusion. And then no. you do like the button on the tree trick. I don't know if they have this here. I don't remember. But that. you put a little button on a piece of Velcro on a tree, and you put it up against your eye. Okay. And then you walk around the tree. The button is either higher or lower, about six inches, and then you go back, and the button's by your eye. No way, really. No. There is no way. I mean, we tried to debunk that a million it's different ways. It's inconceivable, right? Yeah. It's totally inconceivable. And the owner shrinks right before your freaking eye. Like, uh, Joe they do is the that. incredible shrinking man. And you're sitting there watching him on a got your camera on a tripod. And the guy's going down, down, down. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's compressing your body, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like visually compressing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, you're not really being compressed. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It, for that time, you know, I mean, mass and everything is going down. Your hands are shrinking, your body's shrinking, your height's shrinking, your eyes are shrinking. Um, and then he walks over to the other side. And the other guy shrinks. Yeah. And it's like, there's the level in between you two. Yeah. If the level's on there. the level. Yeah, and I've seen somebody with the one here. Yeah. I've seen a measure from one wall to the other in the building. This was on a TV show. Yeah. And the height, what I'm saying, is, I guess, is from the floor up. Yeah. And it was four feet where he was standing to mm. the window ledge. Yeah. And then across the other way, it was three and a half feet. So it actually went down. Yeah. The distance was angled Mm -hmm. but if you set a quarter or marble there Mm -hmm. it rolls uphill yeah like you start at the lower end and it rolls to the high end which is impossible there's no way that can happen gravity won't allow that no and gravity's different in these places there now my question is why did you know they say that the houses are built on a slope and they accidentally fell down the hill because the energy pulled them i don't know if that's the case or what i mean i think 
there's a gimmick involved but real magic too and I was like well why blend the two why not just make a house flat as a you know right. as yeah, this yeah, yeah. and still have your show yeah. you don't need that see that's why I always worried about places like this mm -hmm. you know and I can't say that it happens here but how hard would it be to right. put something in my room that mm -hmm. makes noise that I can't see and just so you know too Joe or not Joe but um, Andrew the owner um, they didn't want to talk about they want to change the energy of this place and not make it an attraction. Oh, really? And then they start having experiences. The whole idea, I guess, according to Andrew, was to flip this place and make a historic B&B with no ghost history. And then he stayed in one of these rooms because they were remodeling it. And it yeah. uh, started to happen. And according to him, staff has left. Like, we're done. I'm not working. I'm done. Whatever that was. I just asked her today, yeah. how come everybody keeps changing? Because on the like, Ghost Adventure show, it showed... Two different sets of managers, older managers, current managers, mm. and now now you have Andrew and mm -hmm. the owners. Wife. Yeah. Why do people keep changing? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's an awesome site. I'm looking over here in the corner of the room. And there's a really cool feature here. There's like a pastor who's scribbled on the wall, and they protected it with a yeah. piece of uh, Isn't that awesome? laminate, which is totally awesome that they did there's that. There's another spot like that around here. I saw it in another place. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Wolf Creek Lodge, too, is that um, it doesn't have any of the modern amenities, but you feel like you're in an upscale historic museum hotel. And sure. it's not, you know, it, it's not chintzy at all. It, it has a real elegance to it. A lot of the glass is uh, original. The way, see how it's oh, all yeah, wavy? The wavy glass still. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd mentioned this when we went to Golden. I had set on my recorder because we were, I just always do this everywhere I go, I want to get something, you know, and I said, are you here, Olivia, and she'd asked me, she goes, why did you ask if Olivia was here, because on the school that's locked up, on the back of it, I just for some reason looked over, and the name Olivia was carved in the back of the building, but that's the only name oh, carved okay. in the back of the building. And you, did you listen to your recorder yet from yeah, yeah I didn't get anything. nothing. It was just me talking. And okay. But you know, sometimes if you don't put on earphones, right, you you might miss something. So it's just like I'm not right. reading any of my pictures or any of my. Oh, show him the bench pictures, the recordings, bench pictures. because once I get home and put it on a big screen, mm -hmm. and then put my earphones in, then I might be able to hear it. Um, I'm here to tell you these pictures that she took were immediate. Like there wasn't okay. a three-minute span. She Successions. Like okay, beep, beep, beep. Yep, okay. she just click, click, So Signe is uh, scrolling through her phone, and she's... Uh, Let's see how it goes. These are from Golden, Oregon. No, these, yeah, these some, are from um, Edgefield. Edgefield. Edgefield, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, I'm going to hold this back here because this recorder doesn't like phones. So here, um, this is just... Yeah, is that a park bench or something? Yeah, they have a really cool outdoor area. It's a garden, yeah. Nothing. Oh. Right? Two things. And then, mm -hmm. see how they kind of... Can I zoom in? Yeah. See how they're kind of a weird makeup? I don't know what to call them. <laughs> like a pickle floating you in know, the You know, the, the way it's yeah. made up? Um, yeah. I've got it in our room. They're not green like that, mm -hmm. but they are that... They're blurred. Whatever mm -hmm. this shape is. So it's basically a photograph of a garden area and like a bench... Oh, and, and, a, and a cross path, and 
There's a like a green smear that looks like a floating pickle. Can't get to it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's pretty wide too for like a set of wings. And insects don't usually come right. in green. They usually come in as being white when you photograph them. They look like, you know. And then this is in a room. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And see that one I got, like better. It's yeah. got the same kind of. You guys had action. Well, wait a second. Well, well, I'm going to scrape the first part okay. of this interview. So you I to, say it's orbs. He says it's bugs. So he doesn't believe Yeah, that one I think is more interesting, dude, because okay. of the fact that it has the core in the front of it. Yeah, right? And um, He doesn't buy it. Insects don't look like so, that. But here's the thing. Them. I had my, my video camera going yeah. on my phone. Okay. Which is a lot nicer than her phone. <laughs> She was doing this in the dark, and when her phone would light up to its maximum yeah. capacity before closing the shutter, yeah. which they don't have a shutter, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It would light up to its maximum capacity, then the shutter would click to take the picture. I would, would see, see bugs. Would, would you see, see the bugs? No, I would see those. So you wouldn't see bugs, though? No. Okay. But, see. It, but through my phone, yeah. it looked to me like as soon as it was a maximum light, it was causing glares off the pipes. It's Did you have bugs in your room? No. Did you have a bunch of, I mean, dust. We it's had orbs in our room. <laughs> yeah, you did. But look, flying pickle again, right? Yeah. And that's in our room. Yeah. Oops. Do you have that live feature on your phone where you can make photographs pan through four different shots? No, I do. You do? You I have an know. iPhone? I have, I have an LG 40. Okay. Yeah, yeah I do. Like, yeah, if you put it on live mode, then you have the opportunity to see this thing move. Yeah, and wait, of course. Okay, like this? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. See how it's taken like yes, 10 pictures yes, at once? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it takes up more memory, but yeah. then you can kind of like rule stuff out like, oh, I've got a picture of it now doing a right angle turn. Like, bugs don't do that. Or, I didn't you know, know I, mean? I had that at first, so I was yeah. going, but, I have, you know. Mine just called triple shot. Okay. You just touch it in and it goes, ch -ch 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 and then stops. Mine took it like okay. as many, mine took 10 just now. Okay. So I'll try that. Anyway, the room had pipes going across the ceiling outside pipes like they were like water pipes. Yeah. Right? And when it would light the flash up, I could see light hitting the water pipe yeah, and coming back down. I'm not. It just not looked like it. like reflections from Right, but you were excited about the other picture outside. Because there was no lights out there. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. But okay. it's the same pickle. I was standing... It's the same, it's the same flying pickle. I was standing right next to her. We talked about the bench. She said, why don't you go down there yeah. and sit on the bench and I'll take a picture of it. Sit on the bench. She That's snapped. Them in a different spot. Right there. Yeah, I see that. Oh, that's a beautiful barn. Look at the architecture, right? too. You guys did stay to... It's not a shabby establishment, is it? It's nice. No, but see, yeah. it's a land pickle. Yeah, not so, green, but a white how pickle. How can they be... A blonde pickle. How, yeah, how can these be... Mm. And the, they, they have the same kind of makeup, whatever... However you want to describe that. Right. You know, it's not really transparent. Have you ever seen them with your eyes? Uh, no. Mm -mm. Have you, Steve? No. <laughs> of course he hasn't. <laughs> I've seen them in the video on my phone. Do you? Yeah, tonight, do you guys want to go look for orbs? Yeah. I mean, forest orbs. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could find them here, but this area is so well known for seeing these maybe. living lights. And I've seen them, and they will change you. Totally, because they're just 
undeniably right in front of you. So and they're floating through the woods and they're, you know, pulsating. And Like, do you think it's better to go to, like, where we went earlier today, to the ghost town? Or would they, like, be right out here? Well, I've heard a lot of stories about them being close to this lodge, but now that I look at it, I've never been here before. Yeah. There's a lot of people here. And there's... Yeah. You know, businesses all over. The highway's right there. The store's it's... right here. And there's tweakers everywhere. Yeah. I'm not really into roaming around here. You would think yeah. it was, like, all the stories yeah. looking online that it's in the middle of nowhere. And you come here. And it's, like, right off the high five. I thought it was, like, out in the middle of the woods. Did you, uh, how about the vampires? Alleged yeah. vampires in the woods that follow you back to the end. Well, it's just yeah. one. It's like a vampire creature, and that's how they got that wolf thing. Yeah. I wonder if they've... Swapped out the two stories. Yeah. She, now being here, and I'm just stating this as a fact for me, that I've heard all these stories about this place, especially from her, mm-hmm. right? And the vampire thing, because we watch Ghost Adventures. Right. Then we get here, and there's meth heads and psychopaths <laughs> across the street. They did. And when they say they yeah. found body parts and dead bodies out here in the woods next to this place, you have, Andrew told me. That they had people for almost a week straight shooting at each other just down the street. Like the Clampets and the McCoys or whatever. He said this is an old western town. Now this was taken here. Uh, I found this on the website. Now I don't know uh, what room that is or what, what is frame that? rate that is. But I mean there's a head it looks like of something in the middle. Yeah. That looks like maybe one of the beds. Um, it's kind of a murky yellow. That is crazy. And I could recreate yeah. that photo by looking right. at a statue and taking my phone and going like this. Right. I take the picture. Yeah. But see, that's the skeptic in him and well, me. The why? believer goes, oh my God. Okay. What? Okay, so I'm going to go crazy here. He's gonna why the fuck do people find... <laughs> why do people find UFOs? Let me see your phone really quick. In the sky, they see a UFO and then they go, look, there's a UFO. Well, but can you see it? What the hell's wrong with you? It's a phone. Hold it straight. Let me see the thing. No, you're Steve. I mean, what people don't understand is that the UFOs are moving like that. That's no. the kind. That's I can tell around. that they're shaking. You no, can tell okay, but from a guy that like from this. a guy that's seen UFOs, a lot of time it is like a ping pong in an empty glass. I caught one in our yeah. yard, didn't I? He did. We think. Yeah, for sure. I seen a light yeah. out there, and it was going like this. Right. And it wasn't me going... But if you would have filmed it, you know, it would have looked like that, I wouldn't it? I did film it, and it looked like this. So but what I'm talking about is you see these people where this is right. this is their film. They're on meth. Come on, Steve. They're you know they're on meth. <laughs> and you they're can see meth. a tree, and you can see a car go they're up, they're up till 2 in the morning. What are they doing looking at the sky? They're on meth, obviously. It's, it's just like, hold your right. fucking shit still. The same with yeah. pictures. Why if are you, they... Blurry? If we learned anything at the Wolf Creek Lodge is you have to do meth in order to, you know, interact <laughs> with Yeah, right. I mean, and the same with, with people getting these photos of stuff all the time. Okay, look. So the guy says, look, there's a, a figure, an apparition in the doorway. And he's getting it on the video on his phone, and this is his video. I know. Why not just go like this? You know? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a cool video like that. Myself. I certainly ain't going to run from it. I'm going to go, oh my God, there's something in the basement. Look, look, yeah. look. It, it was more of an artistic photo that I took, but that's that um, church, oh, that's a church that we were just in. in. Golden? Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks like a little park. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then Did they let you go inside? Yeah, you can go inside this. Um, okay. There's a couple buildings that they have gone in and graffitied. Oh. So they have them locked, but they are missing windows. So I was You can able, just get right in on them. Well, I didn't mean... You can stick your phone right through the window and take pictures. The window and take pictures. 
Oh, okay. Boy, they kind of tore that shit up in there. Oh, what? You can yeah. see this one's horrible. There's no fences, nothing. Yeah, you can just right drive there. right up there. Oh, um, I mean, so, graffiti. It's almost pointless to have a caretaker. Right? Yeah. I say we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. So maybe that's where we'll end up tonight. <laughs> All right, so in closing thoughts, uh, Signe Condon, is it Steve Condon too? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And Go surreal. Uh, What's that? Ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. That's her closing thought. That's the closing thought. Mine is Ghosts are real, and you just got to go to the next level. I think if you tell somebody <laughs> that the Virgin Mary's in a piece of toast, they'll see the Virgin Mary. It's no different than a cloud going, doesn't that look like an elephant? And a few minutes later, you're like, fuck by damn, it does look like an elephant. And it's only because it was put, the seed right. was planted. Our challenge tonight is to blow some minds. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good Let's thought. do it, Toby. All right. All right. We did do it, and we got in trouble for doing it in the town of Golden. Thank you to Steve Condon and Signy Condon. Steve, you're one hell of a tattoo artist. Anybody's ever out in Astoria, Oregon, I need some marvelous tattoo cover-up art. Go see Steve Condon in Astoria, Oregon. Tell him Tobe sent you, and he'll probably kick you out. No, we had a good time. I don't think he should kick you out. Um, also, thank you to Mike Ferry, Brett Eichenberger, and Jill Remenschneider, um, talented, capable filmmakers that we're glad to be associated with uh, The Real McCoy. And I believe, it's okay with me to at least say this, the working title for the cattle, cattle mutilation, say that two times fast, cattle mutilation, cattle mutilation documentary, uh, is 1313 I think that's because that was the uh, tag on the ear of the bull or steer that uh, got carved up 1313 and if I can if we can work it out I'll get the uh, promo up on the Strange Brow Radio Facebook page and I think you'll all be pretty impressed with uh, how they went about filming this so Coming up next week, you, me, Monday night, Sunday night actually, Monday afternoon, every week we have an episode, a fresh episode of strangeaboutradio at gmail.com, and if you want to be a guest, man, all you got to do is hop up on your uh, smartphone device, your little internet device, and shoot me an email at strangebrowradio at gmail.com, um, we can talk about uh, whatever you like. I'd like to keep it kind of strange. You can do that uh, as anonymous as you want. It's strangebrowradio at gmail.com. And of course, for as little as three bucks a month, you can be a Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio. And of course, check out strangebrowradio.com. Okay, be good out there, whatever that means. And I will see you in the trees.